0: and we are live hello everyone and welcome to the soul survivor podcast i'm your host dylan back again with ryan here to recap survivor season 43 episode 8 ryan we got a lot to discuss i always say i always say we got a lot to discuss but like it really feels like the last few episodes of the season there's been a lot to discuss like actually like like it's been it's been entertaining I, i like it a lot
1: Dylan, there is a lot to go over, and that's why I'm here. I'm recording. Uh, Ryan is not out fishing for two hours before the podcast. I'm here. I'm ready to go. Uh, yeah, no, lots to discuss. I think a lot of people have been saying that just in terms of what we're seeing in the episodes, regardless of whatever you think about it, the first few episodes did feel kind of slow, a bit calm in some ways, and I feel like it's really kicked into another gear in the last couple of weeks, especially since the uh, – or in the merge.
0: Yeah, I – I kind of felt like the season started a little slow also like the first episode I was like and we spoke about this obviously on the podcast I was like I really like this cast um I feel like I, I you know I kind of like a bunch of people that was after like the first episode and then we didn't get like a ton of action immediately whereas mm-hmm. season 42 you had that uh crazy you the crazy like Jenny vote early so it was like yeah. that like the action happens like right away whereas this is like it's been like a slow buildup, but I think we're finally getting to that build-up
1: yeah, no, it is. And I think, again, people seem pretty mixed. I think if you go online and you see what people are thinking about the episode, some people, you know, felt like it was an amazing episode. They thought it was really cool to see everything that happened with Janine and Jesse and everything else. And then some other people feel like the editing is letting us down again. We're like, we're not seeing everything. Things aren't making sense. Why, why are they leaving these things out? So excited to go over it.
0: Yeah. Uh, now, before we get to like the chronological recap. I um, wanted to mention something because you just seemed to bring something up that we discussed last night, right? And you said that you said something about, you know, I'll let you obviously discuss the point. But you were talking about how you thought that the Jesse Idol thing with him ending up with Dwight's Idol, that was misplaced and put in the wrong episode. So I'm curious to hear your perspective on that and like just to tell everyone what your thoughts were.
1: Yeah. I mean, I'm obviously of two minds about it. Like, obviously I love a great surprise. So when Jesse talks about how, and we'll go through the episode, but how Jesse reveals that he actually has Janine's idol, I almost fell out of my chair. It was the same type of reaction I had when Omer was saying last season to Mike, like, oh, hi, called you a puppet. Hi, did this. Hi, did that. And then Omer's like, I made it all up. So like that shock value is amazing to see. But then I thought more about it, and I think what I missed out on was, like, I would have been so hyped coming onto the podcast last week if they play musical chairs with these advantages, Dylan, and then right before Tribal, Dwight goes, you know what? I'm actually going to give my idol to uh, to Jesse, and then Dwight just – sorry, and then Jesse just votes him out and pulls, like, a full Sarah Lucina with Sierra with a legacy advantage. Like, I would have been extremely hyped for it. Yeah. I was going to say,
0: or another way they could have done it is they could have been like, they could have done like one of those flashbacks during the vote, right? So like when Janine was reaching back, just like, that looked like she was like trying to get the idol back from Dwight, and everyone was wondering what that was, and he didn't give it back. It could have been like flashback to like Dwight giving it to Jesse, and then everyone would have been going crazy last week uh, following the episode. So yeah, that is a way they could have done it. Um, One thing that I told you is that I I liked it. Because <clears throat> one sec, I, I liked it because it's like we're see, we at last week were able to see the vote out from everybody else's perspective, not Jesse. Like nobody knew that Dwight gave that idol to Jesse. Everyone thought that Dwight had the, like everyone thought that Dwight left with the idol. We right. were putting the perspective of everybody else, not Jesse. And then as soon as this episode started this week, we were given the perspective of Jesse. So I kind of like how we were able to see both sides and like we were able to experience what everybody else in the island, minus Jesse, of course, was feeling at that moment. So I kind of like the way they did it, especially because Dwight did a great job of covering up that he gave it away to Jesse um, in all the exit interviews. Yeah. And that's hilarious itself and respect to him for that. So that's my thoughts on it. But yeah, what an unbelievable moment.
1: I mean, we were doubly fooled out because not only did we think from the episode that Dwight went out with it, Dwight kind of fooled us all in the exit press and he was like, yep, no, I, I should have played it. Like We were fully sold. So when Jesse goes, actually, no, I have it, people were losing their minds. And I, and I think it was, it was just something where people are going to have mixed opinions on whether they wanted to see it last episode or this episode. I think whenever you do a flashback, you can do it in different ways. Like, obviously we see all the time, like, someone found an idol a few episodes ago where it's like, oh, Nasir, oh, I found the idol like five days ago. So I feel like it, it, in some ways this can be pretty cool, but I think other people wanted to see a moment like you see with Sarah and Sierra or sometimes you see this in like South Africa or Australian Survivor sometimes where it's like people are really making a savage move and they're and they're really doing a great job. And I think I have to give credit to Jesse as well while we're talking about it and then we can go through the episode where – just basically taking that window of opportunity to like bury the truth and have full secrecy of the idol where it's like, Carla's keeping a secret. No one else can. And now hopefully Jesse can keep this a secret, but it's like, he has Sammy and everybody else confirming no Dwight went out with it. So now they're going to be completely shocked when he whips out Janine's idol. If he uses it.
0: Yeah. I, this changes everything, right? Obviously like, We had the whole discussion on last week's podcast about how this was probably too early of a move for Jesse and Cody to make. And now all of a sudden everything is flipped on its head and we're like, well, wait a sec. Jesse had an opportunity to fully get an idol so he wouldn't have to give it back. And now nobody's going to know about the idol. Everyone's just going to think Dwight left with it. It was the perfect opportunity to make the move and take that idol for himself because now... He has an idol that nobody that nobody knows about, right? Whereas a lot of the different idols and advantages in the game, everyone knows where it is, except for I guess Carlo. We haven't really that one out yet, but I don't think anybody knows about Carlo's idol. So Jesse did a great job here. And look, he has two idols right now. Obviously, I assume he's gonna end up giving that that one back to Cody. Um, but now he's still an idol for himself, right? So yeah. Huge move between the they're strong two, and between the two of them, they have two idols. I mean, it's gonna be incredibly hard to vote them out.
1: Yeah, and I and I wonder, are we gonna see down the road? Um, because we still have the seven that we'll talk about um in the podcast, like does this group stick together and how long will they stick together? I mean, you can make the argument that between the James and Carla power duo and the Jesse Cody power duo, even though Jesse and Carla have a good relationship. The civil war might happen at some point because they each have artillery that they can use against each other. And technically, uh, Jesse doesn't have to give it back. I mean, even though Cody gave it to Jesse to hold on to, Stephen Fishback confirmed on Twitter all the way all the way back with token chains. Like, if an idol or an advantage says it's non-transferable, then you, you like you you can hold on to it, but you can't keep it. However, if it's just a regular idol like these idols now are, uh, Stephen Fish, Fishback confirmed if someone gives you to hold on to it you now have possession of the idols even though it's it looks kind of scummy if you don't give it back if like cody asks for it you're not required to give it back so the matter of possession is very key here as well
0: yeah jesse's obviously in a great spot and and the fact that like nobody uh, nobody seems to even be like mentioning him as a threat he's in in like a power position right now so shout out to jesse for that move it she literally changes everything but you know, I do want to get right into the Janine vote as well. Yeah, poor Janine. Um, we're we're eight we're eight minutes in and we haven't
1: even mentioned yeah, Janine.
0: Yeah, Janine, Janine Janine voted out. Janine voted out. Um, I have to say, I I was pretty surprised. Um, I was like, I thought that that little last segment before tribal council where they're like, oh, are we making the wrong move? I think Janine's really the right choice. I thought that was just another misdirect to be like, all right, this is a simple vote. Everyone's gonna vote Ryan, but we're gonna make it seem like Janine has a chance to go home. I thought it was one of those. And the other thing that they switched is normally I've realized when the first name that comes out is usually not the one that goes home when they're revealing the votes. It's like usually like if it's between two people and the first name is uh, Janine, usually it's Ryan that goes home. And it was the other way around. And I was like, wait, wait a sec. I was like, that was pretty shocking to me. Um, But and we'll get into this right now. I think it was the right move to vote Janine out this
1: episode. I think so, too. I mean, we can go through it, but I think strategically for both Sammy and then for the for the former Cocos in James and Carla, I do think it was probably the right move to stick with the Janine boats. And I think that's one more reason why people were a bit frustrated, Dylan, was because kind of like the Lindsay episode, like this whole episode, well, actually, not, maybe not Lindsay, maybe like with Gio and Ryan when Gio went home, but it's like this whole episode was set up as like Ryan's going to go home because he's never at camp. He's always fishing. He's not part of the strategy and we'll talk about if it was a good move or not, but it was like, Oh wow. Like Sammy wants the Sammy wants this flip to happen as Sammy always has his hands. (laughs) He wants this flip to happen. And it was like, it kind of got us all hyped up. And then it was like, Oh, Janine was going to go home anyway. So, but we'll talk about it. Yeah.
0: I, I think that, look, here's one thing I don't like is when people judge the editing without actually knowing, Like we haven't seen the rest of the season yet. Right. And to me, there's, usually, almost always, going to be a reason why they show what they show and why they don't show what they don't show. Um, that being said, to me, that says there has to be a reason why they overemphasized Sammy wanting to make the move really badly and then not making it. Does not mean that later on he is more reckless and makes a big move that he probably shouldn't make just because he wants to make a big move? Does not mean that we're supposed to see that Sammy was smart by holding back Um, even though he wanted to make the move, it was not the right time. So are we supposed to see that part of Sammy? Like, I don't know what they want us to see here. That's something that we'll figure out as the season progresses. Um, so personally, I don't have much of an issue with it because we don't know what's going to happen next. Right. So if we, you know, if, you know, Sammy, um, if his death, like, you know what I mean? Like if, if it has no, if this episode, we can look back and say, I have no idea why they showed that if like at the end of the season we look back and say i have no idea i was like that then i feel like it's fair to criticize but given the fact that we don't know um where what they're trying to tell us about Sammy, i feel like i can't judge that yet
1: i think that's a very fair point because we don't like again until it, it's almost like if you rewatch a movie or, or you rewatch a tv show where you don't see the foreshadowing until you watch it again because you don't know where they're going to go with the narrative so i think it's a fair point because Yes, I mean, I, I do think the editing could show more, and we can kind of talk about that more as we go through the season and as, as we wrap up 43. But I do think with Sammy, um, what they're trying to show us, I feel like, to his credit, is his maturity and his patience as a 19-year-old. Because so I feel like whenever we see younger people play this game, and this is a generalization, they kind of are trigger-happy to play to play hard, to make big moves. Um but we don't know how to, how to interpret them. Like Xander gets a really great edit. People think, oh, he's playing a strong game for a young guy and he gets no respect at the end because people don't see him as authentic. Whereas I feel like Sammy here, and again, this could prove either why Sammy wins. This could prove either why Sammy's a losing finalist. We don't know yet, but it's like we're, we're seeing Sammy play hard for his age and try to like be mature, but we're also seeing his patience. because so I think at the end, Sammy realized the votes weren't going to be there and he held off. And I think I think if Sammy pushed harder, to make this flip happen, I think he could. They had the votes, they could have made it happen with Cassidy's votes, but they chose to hold off. And I think that shows his patience that he's willing to back off if the votes aren't there. Um, but we'll see.
0: Yeah. And, and, and that's like, you know, that, that's something else I want to talk about, right? Like, was they theoretically could have pulled, given the fact that Noel had a steal of vote advantage, they could have pulled off the vote on yeah. Ryan, no matter what. But, right. That, that's what everyone was talking about. Right. So Noel had the seal of vote. So technically they would have, since it was a seven, four, and then they were getting Sammy on their side, right. It would have been six, five. Technically they could have just had, they would, they had the number they could with the seal of vote. They had the numbers, right?
1: I was going to say, I forgot she had the seal of vote just because now with everybody passing things around, I forgot who has what. So yeah, they would have had the votes with her steal of votes. But Dylan, they didn't even need it. If you think about it, if they were able to rope in Owen, uh, Gabler, Janine, Noel, Sammy wants the flip, and then you pull in Cassidy because she doesn't like Ryan, you have six even without the of vote. So they had the votes if they wanted to do it. But I think what I realized, and this is why I went back and watched the episode, when the guys are talking on the beach right before Tribal, and it's Cody, James, Jesse, and Sammy, and Jesse and James are like, let's just stick with the plan. Sammy kind of pulls in Jim Halpert and he kind of like looks right into the camera and he like, he shakes his head. So I think that's where they're showing you. He realizes it's not fair. So he's going to just back off.
0: Yeah. I, yeah, I think he like handles it well. Right. Like I was afraid that, uh, that he was trying to make a move too early. It was going to come back to bite him. Cause he was not really, you know, like he was in with the seven, but like even Sammy told us he was the bottom on the, he's bottom on the seven right now, yeah. or at least close to it. Right. So yeah, I think it was a good move for him to hold off, and I think he had the right approach for kind of just letting everything happen. Um, one thing I want to mention regarding the Janine vote out and why I think it was the right move. One, Ryan is, what by, based on what they're showing us, not a threat at all, right? He's, you know, out there fishing. I don't know, again, if they're just emphasizing all this Ryan stuff and him fishing, is, is he going to just, like, skate all the way to the end because everyone realizes he's not getting vote? Maybe. maybe. Like, maybe that's why they're showing it to us. Um, maybe... It was just a storyline of this episode because he caught 21 fish. I don't know. Um, But I think that it's a little interesting to me. Um, The people out there on the islands right now, they saw all of 41 and then like half of 42. So they didn't see Marianne win, but they saw Erica win. I'm wondering if they saw Erica win and how it was portrayed on TV of her being like, you know, quiet, but like really, really smart. And, you know, she wasn't a challenge threat, but, like, they kind of just, like, didn't worry about her. And then at the end, she kind of came on strong. I'm kind of wondering if, like, and you even heard, uh, I I believe it was, somebody said it. I I don't remember who it was. I think it was Cody. Um, She was really smart. And if you just let her hang around, that probably wouldn't have been the best move. So I'm wondering if, like, the Erica win was, like, fresh in their head. And they were, like, we can't let somebody who's, like, this smart and, like, kind of by herself and could bounce around – hang around. Otherwise she could be dangerous.
1: Look, I mean, we always say from uh, high school and college correlation doesn't equal causation, but it wouldn't surprise me if in the back of their minds, they're thinking about who is a typical threatened survivor. And now in the new era, who is the new threat to be careful of. I'm not saying that's why we're already down to three women. We're at the final 10 and there's only three women left. So I'm not saying that that's the direct reason why having said that i think there could be some merit there but
0: yeah yeah i think there there's something to all this um i'm trying to think anything else that we have specifically by the janine vote before we kind of go through other things that happened in the episode Uh,
1: just to eulogize janine for a second and then i know we need to get through the episode but i just feel bad i mean i I mean janine i feel like is somebody who if, if, if janine wanted a second chance i'd be fine to give it to her uh the poor—I mean, first of all, the poor girl—you know—busted her chin the first challenge, and she just has that, that giant thing on her, on her chin. But like, she in the last three votes Dylan gets voted out, uh, loses her ally to White, and thinks her idol went out with him. But instead, it went to Jesse, and Jesse then votes her out and keeps her idol. And then she loses before that her ally Ellie and didn't save Ellie with her idol when she had it. And she loses Ellie, Dwight, and then she gets – it, it was, it's been a rough merge for Janine. So I, I got to feel bad for her a bit. <laughs> she was so incredibly unlucky.
0: And it's funny because one of the other reasons I didn't think she was going home last night is because they kept, like, playing her up as the underdog story, right? And usually that underdog story, like, when they play it up like that, they're not just going to get voted out right away. So I was like, they were, like, playing up her underdog. They're like, she had everything go wrong for her. She's, you know, lost Ellie. She's lost the idol. And, you know, she's, you know, and, and, and then I thought she's going to kind of like get out of it this episode, right? I thought she was going to like figure it out. And nope, I guess they were just like, all right, this is the end for you. And that was it. um So, yeah, I was just surprised. um I agree with you about the second chance. If there's a ballot for a next second chance season or if there's a returnee season, then she should definitely be in consideration because she kind of got screwed. So... <laughs> I mean, yeah, of course it's partially her fault for some of the things that happened, but also like it's just a bunch of just unluckiness, also as well, for all that to happen in a row. Pretty crazy. Yeah, for sure. So all right, let's get to the chronological order of the episode. Um we already discussed right what happened right after uh tribal council with Jesse. That that was insane. Um again, I, I can't get I can't get over that still. I'm like the entire time thinking, like, well, we have one less idol in the game, but I guess not. Um, yeah, I'm trying to think if there's anything else there that we didn't go over, uh, but I think we kind of touched on everything there.
1: Um, the one thing I will say about that, Dylan, though, is, and again, I'm trying not to read the edit too much because I think what we've learned from the last two seasons is that we can't read the edits. They do often still foreshadow things, and you can obviously interpret it how you want. And I wonder because we were talking about Sammy, and we feel like Sammy's playing a strong game so far. Do we feel like Sammy is setting himself up well, like he said, to win this game? And he's going to make a strong case for himself because everyone talks about resume nowadays, or is he betraying people in a way where they don't want to vote for him at the end. And I think that's another reason why it was smart for him not to flip because he's already upset Janine and Owen and Gabler by, and Noel by voting against them once already. If he now flips and takes out um, Ryan, he could have upset James and Carla them. So then he has everyone mad at him and I feel like when we see Janine say to Sammy, like, you know, I trusted you. Like, She was really upset. Like, Sammy, I put my trust in you. Like, that could come back to bite him. So I feel like the only thing I would say other than that segment to see Jesse get the idols was that I wonder – I mean, Sammy obviously speaks very well. He does really good at damage control. But he's got to be careful if, like, people see him as, like, the, the little brother or sees him as, like, a best friend type. And then he kind of backstabs them. Not going to sit pretty with him at the end.
0: yeah. I'm trying to like, Sammy's in in an interesting spot. Like, I'm trying to figure out, like he he's kind of he's in the middle for sure, right? But like now he has to, like you know when you're in the middle it's it's a blessing and it's a curse, right? Like we saw Omer play the middle perfectly seemingly, and then all of a sudden he gets voted out because people because Marianne realized that he was playing the middle and he was the biggest threat in the game, right? But he's in an interesting spot because like Owen needs Sammy, Gabler needs Sammy um Noel needs Sammy so like those three on the bottom they need Sammy as a number and yet the other one the other players the the seven they seem to be like pleasantly surprised with Sammy like they were like happy that he flipped right so they like want him there so that's why it was the right move for Sammy is because like they're gonna need me anyway right and if I could get like Gabler and Owen and Noel to vote with me, this and they all voted for uh, for Janine. Everyone ended up voting for Janine except for Cassidy and Janine herself, uh, obviously. Um, so Sammy was like, All right, well, we're gonna all vote together this vote, right? It'll be a unanimous thing, I'll let them in on it, but I'm also not gonna piss off the seven that I just made friends with. So he has to like keep treading that line. I'm curious to see what happens, uh, next vote because you're obviously splitting into a five and five at final 10. And obviously, that's heavily, you know, it's, it's all random, right? This, the split is all random. So it's complete chance. Like, is he going to end up in a spot where he's with three cocoa and he's on the bottom of that. And they realize that this is a good opportunity to get him out. Or is he going to end up in a spot where he's with Owen and Gabler and they want to work with them still to maybe get out the two cocoa that are to get out one of the two cocoa that are paired with their five or something like that. Um, or do they, or they paired with a Jesse and a Cody and they see an opportunity to make a big move there? So everything comes down to, for Sammy, in my opinion, if he can get past this double elimination, then he's probably going to be in a pretty good spot, and it'll be at least a lot more clear his path to the end for us to analyze. Right now, so it's I
1: actually, a little crazy. Yeah, so I actually forgot, because um, again, for, again, for some reason, I feel like this season, I'm forgetting what the previews are. So you reminded me that we saw next week, Jeff says two people win immunity, two people go home. If we're going to assume that 41 and 42 have like the same you know, carbon copy as each other and 43 is the same, you're right. At the final 10 in the last two seasons, they've split the tribe into two groups. Each group has an immunity winner and they each go to tribal council separately. So that obviously is a big test for the seven. I think a lot of us are feeling the seven won't make it to these final seven anyway, but when you have a split... Group next week and you don't know who's going to be thrown into which half, that could really, really shake some things up. I mean, especially if someone is in a half without their number one ally, they could get taken out. A lot of variables can happen. I feel like honestly, you can make it the case that in this chaotic group, any one of them could go home. I'm trying to think like I'm trying to think who would be the safest out of all them. But I mean, it's any one of them could go. Anyone could go.
0: I'm going to guess that if the people with idols are in any sort of trouble, they're going to play it. Uh, I think that... So, one interesting conversation as well, and we can we talk about this, is Noelle could have used her steal a vote to get numbers here um, against Ryan. But in my opinion, that would have not been the right move for Noelle. Because, like, what would it, what would it have really accomplished? Like, you would have got Ryan out, and then you would have had... I guess like you would have had Sammy on your side for this boat vote, but you don't really know if Sammy's on your side. So you maybe would have still been down in the numbers. You definitely wouldn't have been up in the numbers still. And then you don't even have your advantage left. You're still at only final 10. So it's like for Noel, in my opinion, she she was going to be on the bottom no matter what in this merge tribe. And she was not going to go home no matter what. So to me, it was just worth it to just save your advantage for a time, a time where it could, uh benefit you a lot more than this. Uh this could be the perfect time for her to use that steal vote, right? Because yeah. you're at five and all it takes is if it's a three-two vote, you could flip that on its head. So I, I would say that there is a 95% chance that some sort of advantages uh or idols are used this week. And I would say there's like a 75% chance that multiple are played. It's just one of those things. We saw it happen last. We saw it happen last uh, season. I know that was a little bit of a different circumstance, but um, multiple idols did get played at this point last season. So I would not be surprised if something like that happens again. And I'm curious to see what happens there with the five and five.
1: Yeah, no, I think that that's a safe
0: bet. So. Um, and then yeah, so now we move in the episode to somebody that we haven't honestly talked about that much in the first 25 minutes of this podcast, but was a huge you know, part of it, and that was Owen. Owen, yeah. we heard his backstory, which we did not have yet. Um, that was a cool backstory. It was great to hear. It was like nice to have like a personal moment for him, which I feel like we we haven't really had. Um, we've had like confessionals for him, but like other than like, you know, strategy or like the joking part of him presenting the event adva- advantages, we haven't heard anything like personal for him. So that was really cool to hear. Um and yeah, this was obviously like a really big episode for Owen. Um n- like Clearly, he was going to be voted out if he didn't win immunity. Yeah. <laughs> and, you know, look, all of us, who are, anyone who's watching this podcast right now, anyone who's listening, any super fan, anybody who's been who's, you know, been watching the show for years, you knew Owen was going to win that immunity um, because they were hyping it up so much about how he's in trouble. And then we had that weird moment where James uh, was like, oh, uh, oh, you know, obviously. Well, OK, before I jump all the way there, Jeff gave the opportunity to get rice five people had to step off of the challenge and they had four to step off and James turns around and goes, Hey, Owen, you're safe. You should step off. Like what, 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 that was like, that made me cringe so hard. I was like, in what world is Owen believing that? Right. Um, And then Owen goes on to win. That was an awesome moment. Like I'm so happy for him. Uh, I had a fantasy draft with you and Owen was my first overall pick. So it's great to see him with a big episode here and I'm excited for him moving forward for sure.
1: Yeah. And, 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 granted, we don't see everything. And on, on the TV show, it came off as very, you know, transparent. like, it's clear like to us, what James was trying to do, like, Oh, Owen sit out, you're totally fine. And then we're going to vote you out. It's like almost like in Micronesia where the girls were saying to Jason, like, Oh, you know, we're going to, you know, if you step off, we're going to keep you safe. Like, like, obviously you can't trust that. Now, granted, we don't know if what we didn't see was like them all talking to each other and Owen's like, oh, I don't know, I don't know. I want to help us out, but I'm scared. And then Jane's like, oh no, you like, you're okay. Like, it it could have come off better than that, but it did not come off looking good on the TV show. I think what I would say as well about Owen, because I think he did have a good episode. I mean, Owen and Ryan and just and Janine were the three big stars of the of the episode. I think one thing that we learned from his backstory as well, Dylan, was that he revealed that you know he was left out of the vote twice in a row. Because we came on this podcast and we talked about when Ellie went home, did Owen vote incorrectly or did Owen um, vote with Ellie t- in case of, like, there was an idol plate or in case of something else happening? And now we found out for sure he was left out of the votes just like Janine was twice in a row. So Sammy has left them out twice now. And I think it was interesting how they took his backstory and they parlayed that into, I feel I felt left out in my life anyway. I now feel left out in the game because I've been left out of the vote twice in a row. So I think that was interesting how they segwayed that in, honestly.
0: Yeah, that was that was a good backstory like spot for that. Um also like I know we've mentioned this the last few podcasts. I'm still like amazed at how Sammy's name is not being Sammy's name is not being brought up at all. Meanwhile, it's clear that he left them out of the vote, right? So now like Owen told us he was left out now like you said. Um so it's clear that Sammy has left Owen out of the vote. What is Owen's incentive to keep him around? How is Sammy, how is Sammy positioning himself so that Owen is still even listening to him? Right. So I I thought that was interesting. Like, I don't know how that happened or what's going to happen going forward. But like, I thought that Owen and Sammy were just like, had this like working relationship where Owen was just being voting, like whichever way to like prevent idle plays or whatever, like the second option was. Mm-hmm. And it's clear he was just he was just left out. So I'm curious to see where this Owen-Sammy relationship or maybe lack thereof goes from here.
1: Yeah, it'll be, I mean, again, Baca. I mean, this whole season has been chaotic, but Baca has been the clear hot mess tribe. So, I mean, I'm not surprised that this is how it's, it's shaking out. And I'm curious to see if Owen feels like he needs Sammy going forward or if a new group emerges and he feels like, I can't trust Sammy. But I feel like he still wants to work with Sammy. I wanted to add one more thing about the challenge where, This might be a hot take, Dylan. I feel like I'm kind of sick of seeing the negotiation. I feel like it feels very forced. I feel like when Angelina did it in David versus Goliath, I think Jeff loved that moment. And I think three seasons in a row now, he's like, oh, we're giving them less food. Let me do a negotiation. But Dylan, he's not even negotiating anymore. Now he's saying to them... Because last season, I think he started at six or five. And someone, I don't know if if it was like Omer or Drea, someone was like, Jeff, if we get... Four people, can we do that? And he was like, fine, fine, I will, I'll do it. This time, James is like, hey, Jeff, I saw 41. You want us to set out five people. How about we set out four? And Jeff's like, no, 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 no. I'm not going to negotiate at all. In fact, if you don't do it today, I'm going to ask for more people the next day. I'm going to ask for six or seven the next day. And it's like, Jeff, you're, you're saying it's a negotiation, but you're not even willing to negotiate with the players. I, I feel like it's getting a little like forced at this point
0: yeah i um like that to me that's that type of stuff is not appealing like i don't really i don't really care uh about them negotiating for rice the most interesting part is like the you know owen you know having to compete so he has to stay uh and the, it basically like you know if it impacts the vote which it you know it usually does because people are sitting out and stuff but I mean, there was nothing like crazy about who sat out compared to who played. It was like kind of just all expected. So to me it was like, there was nothing that exciting about it. Um, but yeah, I, I don't really need to see it going forward. Honestly, it's, it's a nothing to me.
1: Um, can we, um, as we kind of head into the uh, pre-tribal scrambling, can we talk about Ryan a little bit? Because I feel like I, 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 I'm at a loss for words for Ryan sometimes, honestly. Um, <laughs> The man probably watched Pearl Islands before coming out here, and is like, I gotta go full, I gotta go full Rupert. I have to go full Rupert, and that's that's all I have you know, to do.
0: You know, in his pregame press, he said they asked him, "Who would you compare yourself most to?" And he said, "Rupert."
1: This Dylan, this man. I mean, I'm, I'm gonna read you. I'm gonna read because I, t- I took down a quote from him, and I'm gonna read you a quote from him before and after the um, before and after the challenge. He, the man is like, I want to be a provider. And that's my strategy. And I don't want to be seen as a threat. I want to work hard. And, you know, I'm going to take 15 minutes to talk to the group before I go out fishing for two hours before tribal. Do you see anything wrong with that? Jeff even, Dylan, Jeff even says whenever they people go on a journey, what does Jeff say to them? He goes, now you can get an advantage, but this is also time where you're away from the group and you don't know what they're talking about. So Jeff is telling them, "You don't want to be away from camp when conversations are happening." And what does Ryan do? He deliberately leaves the camp. And I mean, I mean, you can you can go. I just I don't know what else to say. <laughs> this man does I, this not is want like, to play the game. This
0: is like uh, it's like the Roxy of la- of like uh of last season, but like also <laughs> the Roxy of last season, but like it may even be more stream like. <laughs> I don't think like <laughs> Roy was like extremely old school, but he wasn't like they didn't like show him like saying to the camera that he was only going to strategize for 15 minutes and then leave for two hours. That was that was crazy. Um, I, I don't if you're there, what do you, unless you're just afraid, unless it gets to a point where Ryan's going to win every challenge, uh,
1: I don't see a reason to vote him out. But I feel like – okay, and and we've we've talked about this before. I feel like, granted, anybody can win challenges. Obviously, like, again, what we've learned in the last few years, Dylan, is that we can't predict anything anymore with Survivor. Like, again, before even the new – let's even go before the new era. If you had told me going into winners at war that Tony was going to win four immunity challenges, I would have said, you're crazy. Tony couldn't win a single thing in Kageon, and then Tony wins four immunity. So I'm not one to predict who can and can't win challenges. But I feel like Ryan and like Ryan's like body type, that's not usually who wins these challenges. It's usually a lot of endurance, a lot of balance, a lot of puzzles. Like I feel like Ryan's and correct me if I'm wrong. I feel like Ryan's archetype doesn't win a lot. Like even John, I mean, Jonathan, everyone's like, Oh my God, Jonathan's a big threat. I think Jonathan won what? Like one immunity, but like he didn't win. Like, I feel like Ryan is not someone who I'm scared of. I feel like Owen is someone that I'm scared of in these challenges going forward. I feel like, um you know i mean noel i'm obviously always scared of noel um i mean janine could be pretty good at these uh challenges um like but yeah i mean i feel like that's who i'm more scared of than i'm scared of ryan in these challenges
0: yeah also like owen seems sort of well rounded in like everything and exactly he, yeah he, he could he could be a big threat in challenges going forward and i'm curious to see if he does go on some sort of run here cuz i could see it I could um see- but yeah, I, I don't know what to say about Ryan. I'm going to have to see how it goes. Like I'm going to have to see how it goes going, going forward. Um, but we'll see. Um,
1: I think with Ryan, though, I think that, like again, I I see his point. And it almost came full circle in a way. Because I see his point where he doesn't want to be seen as a threat. And he wants to just provide for the group. And you can make the argument that's why you, you were talking about earlier why Sammy made the right move. This is also why I think James and Carla made the right move to keep Ryan. Because... Like James said, he's a number for them. Ryan's not going to flip on them. He's extremely loyal. And he's not a threat because he doesn't talk strategy. He gets a plan in place. Once you tell him a name, that's the name. And he goes out fishing. So that's why it's smart to keep a player like Ryan who you know where his head's at. He's not going to flip. He's pretty safe. On the other hand, this is why we see people make an argument to get him out. Because Sammy is like, well, if I want to flip, who's the safest person to flip on? Probably Ryan. Because I can make the argument that he's never at camp, he doesn't talk game, he makes me a bit nervous because he doesn't talk game with us, and the group seems to be like, yeah, I mean, out of all, all of us, I mean, I mean, if Ryan goes, I mean, we're not upset about it. So it's like, I feel like even though it came full circle why Ryan's not a threat in this game, you see how people made the argument about like why him not being at camp can be a reason to get rid of him.
0: Yeah, I I could see. Yeah, I could see. Again, we we discussed this in previous podcasts. I could see him being voted out strictly for a, like we don't want him doing something to blow up our gate. We've already seen him try to make like some kind of crazy move with throwing a challenge and like trying to <laughs> trying to get uh, I believe Cassidy out. Right, that was early on. I, we'll again we'll see. Uh, I do think he's gonna probably hit a point where we're gonna. I don't think Ryan's just going to go fishing the rest of the game. Like we probably will hit a point in the game where he tries to do something and we'll just have to see if, if people like laugh it off or it's taken seriously, or if he tries something and it backfires, I don't know. I don't know what's going to happen with Ryan, but interesting for sure.
1: I thought, I thought the most interesting thing about this as well was that, um, and again, this could be like a underdog arc for Cassidy, maybe, even though Cassidy is in the, majority and i think you and i have talked about how cassidy could be a dark horse in this game for for a while now we've been we've been pretty high on cassidy as a sleeper pick but um i think we see a really key conversation here where you know it seems like it's going to be janine everyone wants to vote out janine right and then the conversation at camp goes to like okay well ryan's out fishing maybe we can get rid of ryan sammy goes to carla carla goes to james they go to noel they go to cody like everyone seems on board to get ryan out Except for Ryan, and then we see a conversation later between Cassidy, James, and Carla. And Cassidy's like, "Well, no, I really want to vote out Ryan," and she actually votes for for Ryan. We can talk about if this was on purpose, and it, or if she was left out of the vote because I'm not I'm not I'm not sure yet if she did it on purpose just to make a statement or if she was left out. But Cassidy's like, James and Carla, I want to get a guy out. Too many girls are going home. I don't know why you won't. Work with me here to do this, and like I think Ryan's a threat, and I'm wondering if like not just Sammy, but Cassidy's a key person to maybe flip as well. This was a statement vote from her. She was not. You think it was? Out. You think it was an on purpose statement vote? Yeah,
0: I'm like pretty positive. I think if they left her out out of nowhere, that would be crazy, right? Because now you're just like, now you're giving massive incentive for her to flip, right? You're giving fuel to somebody else to somebody else in the game to go to Noel. To go to Owen, to go to Gabler, to go to Sammy and f- try to flip the game on its head, right? There's no way she was left out. I'm just going to say that she probably just said, I'm voting for Ryan. You guys could do what you want. But like, this is what I want. I'm going to vote for him. I don't th- I think she knew Janine was going home. I don't think that she felt right voting Gene out because of the reasons that she discussed.
1: Yeah. And again, I, I agree with you. If I had to pick, I think it was a statement vote. Then again, I thought we said that Owen voted strategically to split the vote with Ellie, but then we found out that he was left out. So we really don't know if she was left out or not. I would assume with how close she and Carla are, I don't think Carla would have left her out of the vote. So I think that she was making a point. But again, what the group doesn't know, or actually maybe the seven should know this since they saw 41, is that a split tribe twist is coming up. And if you... And granted, obviously, Cassidy has to know as a smart player that you're not always going to get your way. Like Sammy didn't get his way tonight. You're not always going to get your way in Survivor, but I think it comes down to how your allies treat you with not getting your way. Like if, if they said as a group, look, Cassidy, we know you want Ryan out. We think Janine is a better vote tonight, but maybe Ryan can be next. Like If they handled that better, I think then like you don't have to worry about Cassidy flipping. I think what we're seeing with James is James is obviously is a decent player, but we're seeing how he can kind of rub people the wrong way. Like he rubbed Owen the wrong way. It's clear that when Cassidy was on the beach talking to him, he was like not even entertaining her. And she was like, you know, whatever, I don't care. You, you're setting up a spot where next week, if like James ends ends up in a spot where it's him and Cassidy and Sammy and Noel and Ryan, you could easily see a scenario where Cassidy, not just Sammy, but Cassidy makes a jump as well. So I think this uh, split tribe twist is actually coming at a really interesting point. I do agree.
0: Cassidy clearly is a major, uh, she, she's a flip candidate for sure. I, I think this was, this week was the, the beginnings of it. And I think eventually she's going to have to make her big move. Right. Um, she's clearly not the one running uh, that Coco Alliance. She's kind of just like there. Um, and I don't, want, I don't want to I don't want to make it seem like she's not playing. I don't want to make it seem like she's not making decisions. We're given the we are being given the perceptive, the perception that she is like the third person. Right. So she's like so it's like Carla James and then she's like helping out with them. But she's not like running it. Right. So I would think at some point she's going to have to make a move to differentiate herself. And it could be coming soon.
1: I mean, she even says that at a Tribal Council. She even says when Jeff asks her a question, you know, just because I'm not, like, out there being the loudest voice, I'm not, like, the biggest name out there, I'm still – what's it called? I'm still making move- – well, I mean, she didn't say I'm making moves because that would make her look like a threat. She was like, I'm still able to play the game even though I'm being more subtle about it. So I think she's telling both Jeff and the audience, like, I'm here – just because it's not a big flashy move doesn't mean that I'm not making moves. You need to make smaller things to do that. And I think you're right where it's like if if you're, if you're I'm in the seven or if I'm outside the seven, who do I see as like the main drivers? I feel like you see Cody and Jesse as a obvious pair. You see James and Carla as an obvious pair. Then you see, okay, well, there's Cassidy who is with James and Carla, but like you said, she may be seen as the third. Ryan's in that group, but Ryan's just a extra vote for them. And then Sammy was in that group as well. So – This is where we get to a point now at the final 10, whether there was a split tribal or not. Now you're going to start seeing, okay, who are the main drivers of the seven? And am I in their final plans? And if it's like, ooh, we have to take a shot at Jesse and Cody, or we have to take a shot at James and Carla, I think that could be coming up for both Sammy or Cassidy. Yeah, I definitely agree there. Um, I think we've gone through everything in the
0: episode for the most part. So let's get to questions right now. If you have questions, feel free to drop them in. Um, let me go through real quickly here. Um, the Ohio state for the win wants to know, when do you guys think people will start to turn on James? James is running a lot of things and Owen is starting to see that clearly to me. The answer is next week. Like it's going to be five, five, five split. If the numbers break the wrong way for James, he's in massive trouble. Yes. He could steal an advantage, but does he know where the advantages lie? That's a big question for knowledge's power. They can easily also just switch advantages. So he doesn't know where they are if they're trying to blindside him. Um, And we see in the, in the coming attractions that like Owen is like really starting to get mad with James. I don't blame him for it. And we saw it a little bit this week. Right. So I would think that's coming very soon.
1: Yeah. People, I mean, it was mentioned really early in the episode, but people haven't forgotten that he has the knowledge of power. And if his own Alliance mates or even people that are outside the Alliance want to make a move on him because they swapped, Advantages around, they could try to make a move on James with the steal of vote, without the steal of votes. But people aren't going to forget that he's in a good spot positionally, and he has a very powerful advantage. So, I mean, even though I've said for a while that James is in a really good spot, I think Carla's in. in I think Carla's in, in, in an even better spot because not only is her name not coming up, she has an idol that no one knows about. Just like, just like Jesse, Jesse has two that people don't know about. Which makes me nervous for him because usually people with two idols don't usually do pretty well. But um, I mean, Carla, I think, is someone who I think has better relationships with people. And I think she also isn't as rough with people as James can be in terms of how he was with Owen. So I think it could come soon, possibly
0: yeah for sure um all right another question here so from uh, a Cabinia. this is an interesting one and we kind of spoke we kind of touched on this a little bit so i want to continue this conversation uh cabenia 2.0 says maybe sammy is Xander 2.0 um Hmm. i don't know i i to me it, it they're they're they portrayed Xander in a way that I thought he could win the game. Uh, and then he got no votes right now. They're portraying Sammy in a way that I think he can win the game. But I also feel like that. I feel like, I feel like Sammy is getting more respect out there than Xander is, at least from what they showed. Right. Would you agree with that? Or would you say that that's not what the case is right
1: now? So wait, 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 what was your point again? Exactly.
0: I'm saying I feel like Sammy is getting more respect out there right now than Xander did.
1: Um but it's
0: hard for me to say that knowing what the outcome for Xander was. Right? Like yeah. in real time, maybe I would have said differently.
1: Do I think Sammy is getting more respect than Xander was? I feel like we ne- I feel like we never saw people say to Xander like I feel betrayed by you. Like we we never saw people say like Xander you left us out of the vote. We um we uh feel betrayed by you people didn't vote for him because he wasn't authentic and i think he seemed you know a bit young and people were just like we don't think that you were genuine with us in the game sammy i feel like is doing a pretty good job so far because i think everybody seems to want to work with sammy and i think that sammy's positioned pretty well i just don't know if we're seeing people like owen and janine who have been left out of the vote twice now and they're both on the jury dwight's not on the jury but now everyone else is so now you have Janine who's on the jury. We don't know how she feels about Sammy. Maybe she's upset with him. We don't know fully how, um, should we call it? We don't know fully how Owen feels about Sammy. Gabler seems to like Sammy a lot, but all we need is for someone to tell Gabler, just like with Ellie, hey, Sammy kind of spilled a secret and Gabler will turn on him like that. So I don't, I don't know if I can say Sammy is the 2.0 yet. It might be too early, but it wouldn't be surprised me if he kind of suffers a similar fate.
0: Yeah, I think I agree with what you're saying. I think I agree with it. Um, other questions here. We have from Jay. He says, do you guys think they should do a twist on the Rice negotiation where three people sit out, lose their vote for Rice, with those sitting out likely in the majority, thus allowing for a better, better tribal? Personally, I don't think anybody would sit out for rice if it costs them their vote okay so
1: you're saying if jeff told them if you sit out you get rice but you also lose your votes yeah oh no no nobody would voluntarily sit out if you could lose your vote so no no one would sit out if jeff told them if you do this you will lose your vote people risk their vote all the time at these island journeys because they have a chance of getting something there's no way even for the good of the tribe people would sit out if um they were told they, they, they could lose their vote
0: Yep. I, yeah, yeah, no, nobody's, nobody's sitting out there. Um, all right. I think Still,
1: would you, I'm just last, last question. Would, would you sit out?
0: would I sit out? Are you talking about like the, what we have right now or for, or, or if, or if I had to call it, uh, sacrifice my vote?
1: No, no, no. Like, like what we saw on the show. Like, like, like if you were in that spot where Jeff says we need, I,
0: Boston Rob tweeted this, and this is not shocking from Boston Rob. He was like, "What's up with?" He basically said, "What's up with people in the modern day sitting out?" Like I would never sit out. I cannot ever see myself sitting out. As a paranoid person like I am, no way. There's just no way. I could, there's no way I could give up a chance to be safe for rice. And I know that's easy for me to say, sitting on my couch, yeah. uh, completely fed and and not hungry. But I cannot see. I cannot see myself sitting out.
1: I think for me, and again, I think like you, I might be a little bit paranoid or or I just want to play the game. I just think as a fan, and and maybe I'm overthinking what my friends and family would say, in my mind, I just would like, I could live with myself if like Janine, I decided to play and I was the first one out after a few minutes. And it's like, I gave it my best shot. I don't think I could live with myself if I sat out and I was like, okay, I'll sit out. And I got voted out right away. I got voted out. I just feel like at least I could say that I try. I would probably never sit out. E- e- even if it's like when Jeff says in the tribal portion, we need two people to sit out, you have two extra members. I just don't ever want to sit out.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, I, I would not be able to live with myself for sure if I got voted out after after sitting that
1: out. I just, like, I just want my fate
0: in my hands, basically. Agreed. Uh, all right. I think we're going to make this the last question sure. here. Um, from Jay here, again. He says, do you guys think they should lower shot in the dark odds to one to four to encourage people to play it? Uh, that's another thing that has not been brought up at all. I honestly don't even think about it in the episode. Like, I don't think about it. And then after, always yep. oh, like, I'm watching a podcast and someone's like, well, Janine could have played her shot in the dark. She lost the vote nine to two. She told, she said in their exit press today, she never even considered it really. Um, I don't really think, <laughs> I don't really think it's a major option for anybody. Um, so, yeah, I don't. Yeah, I think Janine basically said that she played a relationship game and that, I guess, in the case that she was safe last night, but she played the shot in the dark anyway. She didn't want it to like break possible bonds that she had made. Um, so I don't honestly think that we're going to see anybody use the shot in the dark this season, and we'll see what happens in 44, but if it, if it doesn't happen four seasons in a row, is there a reason to keep it around?
1: Yeah, I just think both the audience and the players forget about it. And I think it's because people saw it fail once and they didn't want to try it again because obviously 42 didn't see that season. And I also think, like Jeff said in Tribal Council, every group that goes out to play, they form their own social construct, and they all form it. Like basically 42 plays different than 43. 43 plays different than China. Like every season has its own different social rules. And according to Junine and the exit press, this group was kind of like, okay, we saw what happened with Ellie. We saw what happened with other people, with Lindsay. You stick your neck out too much and you kind of don't lay low. You go home. I think people were like, I don't even want to play it because even if I'm safe with it, I'm going to go home next week. I think people just don't want to stick their neck out too much.
0: Yeah, I agree. Um, All right, last question, actually. One last one here from Jay also, who who says that, quote unquote, it's his last question he promises. Yeah. Yeah, thank you. By the way, thank you, Jay, for being in every week live asking questions. We really appreciate it. Uh, He says, how do you guys think they can make final 11 more interesting since the past few final 11 rounds have been a dog pile landslide vote out. My answer to that would be, I feel like in every survivor season, you know, you need to have some simple votes, right? Not everything could be insane. And I know that like, yeah, final 11 specifically has been uh, like you said, a few dog pile votes in a row, but sometimes you need that in Survivor, right? I don't think every vote could be completely crazy. I think that there are some simple votes that need to be had. That's just my opinion.
1: Yeah, I mean, listen, I I would say I'm more of a Survivor purist. Like, obviously, I'm fine with idols, of course. I just feel like we have too many idols and advantages. So I don't think I need to make the final 11 more interesting. I just think with how the last few seasons have played out, it becomes a dog pile. But you could also argue... We, we just, we merge too early nowadays. I feel like you could argue we need to go back to where we, where we merged at 10 back in the day. Maybe, maybe merging at 12 or 13 is just way too much. And that's why the early merge votes are kind of a dog pile anyway. So I feel like we, we don't need to add more twists in to make it interesting. I think the game in its raw form is fun enough. Maybe just merge a bit later like you used to.
0: That's a good point. I think that's a very good point.
1: Bring yeah, back understand. tribe swaps.
0: <laughs> we we have we have seen early merge, and I would be very down for bringing back tribe swaps. I've said that yeah. multiple yeah. times now. So, yeah. uh, but anyway, uh, thank you guys for watching this week. Uh, if you are watching, be sure to like the video, subscribe to this channel if you haven't already. It really helps us out, and we will be back next Thursday to discuss episode nine.
1: And with that, grab your torches and head back to camp. Good
0: night.